0: WRKS, Pickens, Jackson.
1: We are good to go with more of the Matt Wyatt Show coming to you
2: direct and live. Howdy! That's what I'm talking about. Hour number two of the show, off and running with you in the bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio, Farm Bureau Insurance. With the home team, they are your home team at Foreign Bureau across the great state of Mississippi. Feel free to give me a call. Get to hear your voice like we heard from Winslow a bit ago. On the Divinity phone, 601 number 995-1059. Got it? Call me at 995-1059. That's the Divinity Equipment phone line. And text me on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the southeast. I, I do get it at Walmart some. I went to Kroger the other night here in Tupelo. That's where I bought it. I bought that package of green onion country please, and I get it at Brooks Grocery, right up the road. Yeah, buddy. Uh, I like to go to Walmart. They Walmart here in Tupelo always has that black pepper and cheddar flavor. Man. Okay. All right. on. shake it off. I, you know, I need to get back to business and dreaming about country please and salsa. I need to get back to work here. on the country pleasing text line Woodrow fills us in I got two or three texts I have to read Woodrow says Dixie Mafia is a reference to a fictional drug gang on the TV show Justified Okay, never seen it wouldn't know thanks for the heads up never seen it there's lots of shows in there never saw that never saw Breaking Bad never seen any of that Woodrow says that he had vertigo he says he couldn't walk for about a week. He said the virus settled in his left ear, destroyed all equilibrium and balance in that ear. Physical therapy re- retained, I'm sorry, retrained his brain to listen to the right ear balance. Only, he's better now. Good night. You really went through it. 86 dog he texted the show. Now listen to this. Listen to 86 dog. He says, Matt, it's great that you refer endearingly to your wife as homecoming queen. I, He says, I do the same thing, but I refer to my wife as, quote, my emergency contact or Miss Calhoun City Hawaiian Tropic 1979. <laughs> 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 well, see, the thing is, 86, dog, she actually was a homecoming queen. <laughs> she was the homecoming queen at... Uh, Old Miss, back in about 2012. Or was it 2010? What was it? <laughs> well, you better remember. <laughs> See, but here's the thing. It wasn't either one of those. It's just that both those were more recent. So if I'm going to not get the year correctly, at least be air on the side of recency. Yeah, right? don't, don't go back too far. Yeah, I wouldn't want to mess up and go, she was a homecoming queen back in 78. You wouldn't do that. Whoops. See. It was right there at the... Uh, Right there at the turn of the century. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was. And then, uh, More Bully wants an open up. He goes, Hey, will you give some open updates here and there? More Bully, I'll give them to you only because you asked for it. Like the commercial said, You asked for it, you got it, Toyota. More Bully, I know you're old enough to remember those commercials. Uh, right now, uh, after the first round of the Open Championship at St Andrews, leader in the clubhouse, Cameron Young, two sh- at eight under. By the way, went out and shot an eight under in his first round, two shots back in second place. Roars, uh, Rory McIlroy, Cam Smith, with the long, flowing blonde locks and the blonde mustache. He's three shots back at five under. And so there's your most recent update and probably the only one you How's getting. Santa Claus doing? Who's that? John Daly. Oh, does he look like Santa Claus? <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I hadn't seen him. I don't know how he's doing Yeah, seen that beard and stuff he's got. Oh, my goodness. I hadn't seen I need to look he up. He could that. put on a red suit and be some kids that he's be Santa. <laughs> he ought to do that, just as long as he decide, leaves the cigarettes in the truck, you know, John. The cigars. Yeah, the cigars in the truck. All right, let's hit the phone line for us real quick here. Start the uh, hour. Hour number two little hoot at for you on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Mr. Louvier. How you doing, Louvier?
0: Well, how y'all are? How y'all are? Go
2: Saints. Go Saints.
0: So, uh, I don't know if uh, Mr. Thibodeau done called y'all and told y'all all about how I tore my lawnmower up, borrowed my neighbors, and tore his up, and I had to call Magnolia Lawn Keepers to come take care of my lawn. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I went over to, to work with Thibodeau one day, and it was so hot. It was so hot, I made a casserole in the mailbox. <laughs>
2: That's pretty I had good. To go
0: to, I, I had to go to Thibodeau's house. He got a nice spread out there, yeah. He got a pond. He got some ducks. He named them ducks. He had the Huey Dewey, and Undoey. <laughs> 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 then uh, Thibodeau got mad at me, yeah. He said, uh, let me hook up the trailer and you tell me if I got it plugged in, yeah. He said, uh, I'm going to press the brake. and you tell me if the brake light come on? He pressed the brake. The brake light come on. I said, yeah. He said, all right, I'm going to do the turn signal, the blinker. He turned it on. I said, yeah, no, yeah, no,
2: yeah. No. <laughs> what is a <this>, stand-up day? <laughs> is- Y'all have a good day. I
0: guarantee it's hot out here.
2: I appreciate it, Lydia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Olivier, he's a man. What did he say? <clears throat> he said, Is my blinker working? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's so hot outside, he made a casserole in his mailbox. Whoops. Well, you know, make it in the morning, mailman have some free lunch, I guess, huh? I appreciate it, Olivier. Thanks for the call. I needed that. I needed that. <laughs> yeah, no, really. Uh, that was great. Call me anytime, Olivier. On the Davinny phone, 995-1059. Will on YouTube, he says, Texas players throwing the horns sign isn't any different than the Ole Miss land shark sign. So if some Ole Miss player sacks Arch Manning, there's no difference between the shark fin or horns down. And see, that's the thing with me, Will. Okay, it's pretty clear. Like, we know taunting when we see it. It's really hard to define it. And like, write it out here and be and cover all the specific scenarios. But you know it when you see it, right? I walk right up to somebody and I go, bang, fins up, or I go, horns down, or whatever, in somebody's face, and take it a little too far. Well, you know, maybe given a situation, yeah, I don't know, maybe. I, if I were the official, it's, I'm letting it all go, all of it, and, until there's pushing and shoving, and then I say, to both teams and coaches, okay, you've, you've worn out your welcome. Now now my flag's coming out for everything. Y'all understand? I call them out on the field. Come here. Come here, come here. come here, come here, come here, Captains, let's go. Y'all have gone too far. I let everything go. I always let everything go. You know my reputation. I let it go. But you just went too far. So from now on in this game, even the smallest things are getting flags. 15 yards. Do you understand? For me, it would be it wouldn't be any of this easing into the penalties. I let everything go until you take it too far. You decide if you're taking it too far. If you do, then I'm throwing everything from then on. That's how we'd handle it. Probably a reason I'm not an official. Robert says, uh, what can state do to increase ticket sales for football games? State games are so exciting with the air raid offense. With Leach's coaching style, it can't help but want to watch. Yeah. Uh I don't know, Robert. Um, I don't know what the ticket sales are this year. I've actually heard they're pretty decent uh, as compared to some of the good years in the past. I think they're doing pretty well. I think I think State fans this year are pretty excited. Nobody's really out here yelling and screaming and just beating the doors down on the stadium. Can't wait for September. But I think everybody's pretty excited because they know they're going to have an old team. State's going to have, I guess, the most experienced team in the SEC this year. Across the board, offense, defense. That generally translates into, it's not like automatic championship, 11 wins, but it generally translates into a more consistent football team. And so you look last year, uh, state led by sophomores on offense last year. All across the board, just just a couple of upperclassmen. And what you had was, at times they were unstoppable. Second half Auburn. And at other times, they couldn't throw one in the ocean. First half against, uh, who? LSU. You know, until they get hot. So, you probably won't have that. You're going to have a much more veteran, like offensively, series in, series out. They're going to be much more the same. uh, Consistent. And that generally helps you to overachieve. So, I think State fans are pretty excited. Uh, Get a little closer, but I think think their ticket sales are doing fine. Um, As compared to some of the years in the past. Just to be Totally honest with you. All right. Tease this a little bit ago, and I want to make you aware of something that I discovered. My own studying, research, working on stuff. I was getting ready for football season. And uh, I think it was you, Will. Will, on YouTube, you, you sent me a compliment on yesterday's show. I didn't miss it. I know I didn't pop it on the screen and address it, but I did see it you complimented me on the video that I put up about this particular player on my YouTube channel there. It was a posted video, not a live one. And so I appreciate the compliment. I know we didn't talk about it yesterday. We am getting to it today. Um, y'all may want to go see this, but it's twofold. So I, I asked you the question, like, who, is, who do you think was maybe the most improved, certainly on one side of the ball, the most improved team in the SEC last year? And it just happens to have a player on that team who might be the most under underrated player in the SEC coming back this year. Well, the answer is your Tennessee Volunteers. And I know all you Gators, and even some of the Gator haters, don't want to hear that. Now, if you're a Georgia fan, don't worry about it. It doesn't matter. Okay? This't include this isn't about you, Georgia. You, got, you have a roster that's up there with Alabama. You don't have to worry about us. or Tennessee. Uh, but here's the answer. Um, Tennessee's offense last year, I think was the most improved unit from one year to the next. In the Southeastern Conference, and I don't know if everybody realizes that or not. Now, to throw a little incentive in there for you to maybe listen to this particular bit of info about Tennessee, and we're not previewing Tennessee. I just brought this up because I looked at it. We've got another team to preview later in the show. But when you look at Tennessee's schedule, y'all, they have an excellent chance to win 10 games this year in the SEC. Wait, I'm sorry. Not in the SEC. Ten games overall. Yeah, you know, ever how many SEC wins? They're going to have two SEC losses, but that would mean winning the rest of them. What six SEC wins? Because they're going to lose to Alabama, uh, which would be in Knoxville, and they will lose to Georgia, which will be in Georgia. You know, at Athens. So that's two losses. But they have a Tennessee has a great chance to win the rest of their games. Now, as far as being favored, all this kind of stuff, they may even be favored in them when you look at their schedule now. Seriously. Okay, but here's what I'm telling you. So Tennessee's offense last year was the most improved unit in the Southeastern Conference one year to the next. And this sort of goes together. They were led by a quarterback in Hendon Hooker, who is probably the most underrated player in the league coming into this year based on what he did a year ago so let me give you some backing for those statements okay And just keep in mind that the band playing rocky top is not the best version it's the Osborne brothers
0: Wish that I was on, oh, rocky
2: top. yeah that's the best version you know it is okay so listen to this Last year, year one under Josh Heupel, and there's a video about all this if you want to go watch it on the YouTube channel later, if you forget some of it. Year one under Josh Heupel. They went from the 108th best scoring offense in the country the year before, 108, to the number seven scoring offense in the country last year. So this is one year to the next. They go from 108 to seventh. Okay. Uh, Passing efficiency, which this is the quarterback deal here. They went from 64th in the country the year before to 6th in the country last year. By the way, that's the best passing efficiency record or, or mark for a quarterback in Tennessee history. Do you hear me? It set a school record in passing efficiency. A school record. Peyton Manning, a school record. They went from in touchdowns scored. The year before, they were 68th in the country. Last year, they were 10th. They scored 29 touchdowns the year before Heupel got there, and last year they scored 67. They went from 29 to 67. By the way, that's the most touchdowns a Tennessee team has ever scored in a season. Therefore, points. They were 77th in the country the year before in points scored, they were 10th in the country last year. That is the most points, 511, the most points a Tennessee team has scored in a season ever. Ever! Here's one more for you. Two more. Let's go two more. I told you scoring offense... Their scoring offense went up from 21.5 points a game to 39 points a game. They were seventh in the country. Uh, made a 100-spot jump in the country. It was their best scoring offense since 1993, Heath Schuler, Total offense, this is yards. They were 102nd in the country the year before. Last year, they were ninth best nationally. 474.9 yards per game for Tennessee last year. The best mark since 1997 when Peyton Manning was their quarterback. Those are the jumps for the Tennessee offense in year one of Josh Heupel. Now, Tennessee fans realize it, but what I found is I don't think the rest of us realized they were doing it because their win total didn't just, right? And they lost to Pitt early. Well, Pitt happened to have a first-round quarterback and who's going to be a first-round receiver who just transferred to USC. So that's something to think about. But here's the thing about their quarterback. Here's a, let me just give you a couple of reasons why Hendon Hooker, I think the quarterback of Tennessee, is probably the most underrated, underappreciated player in the conference going into this year. Listen to this. He was a senior last year, but he's back. He's a super senior, 6'4, 220 pounds. I've talked to people in Knoxville, and they say he's a real leader. He has command of the locker room. Six year senior, 6'4, 220. Set some school records last year. And here's what he did most importantly. He might have been the most efficient quarterback in the SEC. He threw 31 touchdowns to only three interceptions last year. So soak up some numbers. Among all the quarterbacks in the country last year with over 300 attempts, he was tied for the fewest interceptions. There were 70-something guys who had over 300 pass attempts in the country last year, and Hendon Hooker and Bo Nix threw the fewest interceptions with three of them. You know, Bo didn't play at the end of the year because he got hurt. But Hendon Hooker threw 20 more touchdowns than Bo Nix did, so there wasn't really a comparison there. When you broke it down into a really fine, fine fine-as-frog-hair stat, which we know what stats are, but it just illustrates the point. When you look at a quarterback... What's the frequency with which they throw touchdown passes? Meaning, how often do they do it? How many pass attempts do they have to put in the air before they throw a touchdown? Hendon Hooker, not Bryce Young at Alabama, who threw 40-something touchdowns. Hendon Hooker required the fewest pass attempts per touchdown throw. Meaning, he threw them more often per pass attempts than anybody else. Every nine throws, Hinton Hooker threw a touchdown. At the same, he led the SEC in that category. At the same time, he had the, you know, the, the, the best frequency of interceptions. Every 101 throws, he threw an interception. He had the, you know, least often, I guess is what I'm saying, of throwing picks. It, by far. Even the other guys who were in single de- – you know, Will Rogers threw 36 touchdowns and nine interceptions. He had over 680 pass attempts. He was really good at only nine interceptions on the whole year, three of them in one game, and he threw the ball 680 times. That's one interception every 77 throws for Will Rogers. and Hooker was one interception every 101 throws. People didn't realize how good he was. Andy's back. Andy's a super senior, 24 years old. He's been totally healthy in his career to this point. They've added more pieces to the puzzle. Okay, They should be slightly better on defense than they were. And their schedule this year is very conducive to Tennessee winning a bunch of games. And so when you consider... What they've been doing, they've announced this big capital campaign are raising all this money. They have one of the most wealthy name, image, and likeness collectives among their fan base, and everybody knows it. Therefore, they've been able to go out and recruit. And they've got all this recruiting momentum that their fan base is super pumped about. Okay, Their fan base intimately knows because they paid attention. The rest of us didn't really pay much attention last year for the most part. But they know they made this huge record-setting jumps in year one of Hypel. Hypel's teams in the past have always been better year two than you were year one. And here's their schedule. Here's the other thing. They open up with Ball State win. Week two, they go to Pitt. They lost to them last year in Knoxville, but Pitt doesn't have Kenny Pickett anymore or that receiver. They're going to beat them. Week three, Akron. Week four, they host Florida, year one of a new coach. Week five, they go to LSU. We'll see. Toss-up. Host Alabama, that's a loss. They'll beat UT Martin. They'll beat Kentucky at home in Knoxville. They'll lose at Georgia. They'll beat Missouri at home. They'll beat South Carolina and Vanderbilt. I'm telling you, it's a nine-win team, and if they beat LSU in Baton Rouge, it's 10. And a lot of it will be Hooker. We need to remember that about that team from the East. I'm Matt. Stick around.
3: about winning the game, or even losing the
0: game.
3: You're going to hear about them all and get to talk about it with Matt Wyatt right here, right now.
2: All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau of the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go, with the home team. we got to do something special and a little sneaky now. We're going to slip on over to the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Where my sister-in-law, Lana Claire, is hanging on, Anna Beth's sister, who Anna Beth's now got the headset on here in the studio.
1: Hey,
2: Lana. Hey. Hey, Lana. So, Lana, it's not that we wouldn't ever want to talk to you on the radio. Of course we do. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that today, (laughs) on July the 14th, we need you to hand the phone to your little boy, Trace, and let us talk to him real quick. okay okay He's
1: right
2: here hey, okay hey trace Hey. trace hey i wanted to tell you something okay okay
1: happy birthday happy birthday seven okay. trace. seven trace thank
2: you thank you hey trace how does it feel to be seven years old Whoa. Uh, <laughs> do you do you
0: feel taller
2: and stronger.
0: Kind of.
1: Yeah. Kind and a little
0: of. stronger? Did you do did,
3: did
1: you a few weights this morning? No!
2: <laughs> he, he worked out. Anyways.
1: He did a workout.
2: Trace, you've been working out, yeah. man.
1: <laughs> Trace, did you have any kind of cake today? Or is that later? Or tell us about that.
2: Is he there? Hey, Trace.
0: Awesome. What kind of cake is downstairs? I don't
2: know. You don't know?
3: We we'll
0: have a cookie
3: cake, yes.
1: And then, what will you have um, in a few days? A chocolate cake. Yeah, a chocolate nice.
0: Cake.
3: From where? Two
1: cakes. The beach. From nice. the beach. Oh, really? From the beach. Nice. Yeah.
2: Nice. When you're
1: Trace and you're seven, you get two cakes.
2: <laughs> you get two cakes. Hey, Trace.
1: One cake at home. One cake on vacation.
2: Trace, have you gotten any presents? Yeah. Neither. Yes, sir. Okay. Have you opened Tell them, them?
0: What you got? I opened one from Morehouse.
1: What was it? It was a Godzilla puppet. A Godzilla <laughs> puppet, love it. <laughs> a Godzilla puppet. Trace, what's your favorite thing? Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs.
2: Uh, the kid, yeah, he loves he dinosaurs. He loves dinosaurs. Okay, Trace, which is better, a Brontosaurus or a Stegosaur? This.
3: <laughs> which one's better Which, which one's, one? a, bro- a brontosaurus or, or a which stegosaurus one like which one is like the
1: cooler dinosaur I don't know <laughs> which one do you like better I like the brontosaurus uh, better I don't know
0: I like both of well, oh, them the, what's your favorite dinosaur
1: yes that's what I, think I was thinking. T Rex.
2: What well
3: not everybody Matt doesn't know. Tell I, Matt. I don't know.
2: Because it's a T Rex. Oh, T Rex. He
1: thinks T Rex
2: hey is the best. Why is a T Rex the best?
1: Because it's the King of Dinosaurs. King of Dinosaurs. King of dinosaurs. Nobody messes with the T Rex. <laughs> what do you say? And it's the coolest. And it's
2: the, and coolest. It's the coolest. Okay, uh Trace, I just want to tell you happy birthday. But one one more question, Trace. Um who do you like, the Bulldogs or the Rebels? Uh-oh.
1: <laughs> since his mother's a the rebel. First one that said. Yeah, the, the first, first one bulldogs. What? <laughs> bulldogs. The, the bulldogs. bulldogs. He has his rebel mama and his Bulldog daddy sitting here. The
0: Bulldog
2: daddy is a Bulldog daddy, daddy. Tr- and Anna- <laughs> yeah, a Viking daddy, Trace, too. Trace, yeah. I
1: have one question about that since your daddy's sitting there. It is your birthday, and I'm just wondering if on your birthday, if your hair looks as good as your dad's hair does today. Because <laughs> <laughs> his hair always looks a hundred percent good. Yeah,
2: you could. Rob, um, could, Rob could ride in a jeep with the top down and it raining, and stop for a photo shoot afterwards, and get out, and his hair is perfect. Yeah, perfect. And
1: Trace has perfect hair, just like Rob, <laughs> just like his daddy. That's <laughs> it.
2: Trace
0: has gotten uh,
3: really good at doing his own hair. Yeah, in oh his, boy. Old age.
1: he puts product in it now. I'm
0: only doing, doing a skateboard the moment I'm yeah.
1: <laughs> Trace, you're our favorite seven-year-old. All right. Happy birthday, Trace.
0: Tell
3: them, okay. Trace.
2: Okay. Tell them thank you. Thank you. Bye, Trace. <laughs> happy
1: birthday. I was really good. Thank you. <laughs> Bye, y'all.
2: Bye, y'all. He was telling them something about how good he was just then. I think he said something about a skateboard. A skateboard? Right? Yeah. How good he was on a skateboard? He loves to talk. I'm telling you.
1: He's, he's a talker. And I, I cannot. think He didn't know you were calling him from the radio, so when he heard that, right. that threw him off. Well,
2: Lana must have put me on speakerphone. I phone. think you were
1: on speaker, <laughs> so it's Lana's fault. See,
2: I didn't know Lana was on speaker. She'd had it to her ear. Yeah. That's why I was going to get him to just hand him the phone. Yeah.
1: But. We'll, no, we'll be okay, a little bit though. smoother next
2: time Yeah, we didn't know Yeah, because you heard him right off the bat what's he
1: talking about, the radio? What's he
2: talking about, the radio? And then it, he just clammed up for a minute he clammed up <laughs> Yeah, that's all right you're talking about Rob's hair being perfect, sort of like the werewolves of London, right? Yeah. Werewolves was, of London. His life. hair was
3: perfect.
1: he's great. I'm telling you, Rob's hair is great. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. He yeah. He's, On the sidelines he looks pretty good though.
1: It's thick yeah. and great hair.
2: Never sweats or anything. Yeah, you yeah. Always looks well, he looks perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no, he sweats all right. Yeah. And He'll throw but that clipboard w- every now and then yeah. <laughs> over yeah, there. Especially when they're, if they're losing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. But, but you know, the truth about it is, though, compared to a lot of other folks, uh, I mean, they, those Morgans, they do a much better job of controlling their temper on the sideline than a lot yeah. of the coaches I played for, <laughs> okay? <laughs> yeah, anybody in particular you want to talk about? Uh-uh. Nope. we am just moving on. Moving on. That.
1: Moving on. How
2: about Trace? What's your favorite thing? Dinosaurs. You. I think you already know that. Yeah, did Isn't yes, that what I he said? I think
1: everybody already knows.
2: I think, and I said what's a, you know your favorite I think everybody already knows that. it's I a know. T-Rex
1: He's he's truly so smart it's kind <clears> of <throat> scary he can yeah, name so smart. many of them and he loves dinosaurs so that's that's fun we have I some
2: cannot gifts for him And believe that he's 7 years old I yeah, mean you know 7
1: He is 7 and I think you were at the mass No not the masters because it's no, July No no It was when Mary Beckett was Yeah when his born, sister was born in born. April that you were going to be going
2: yeah, I was going to go to the Masters and, and you, didn't go, but I got to go the next, it, the year. next, sometime in the next couple of years. I got to yeah, go. That's right. Um, which was not a big deal. I, that's the thing, though. I remember when she was born. I don't remember much about when he you, was born. You,
1: I think you were out of town. Was hey, I at media, SEC days? media Days? That's
2: what it was. It was in
1: July, and I drove down, and you were at SCC Media Days in Hoover.
2: That's exactly what it was.
1: Is that going on right now?
2: Well, no, it goes on next week. Okay. But I because re- some of my memories on Facebook popped up yeah, you were over the last few days of. Years past, we were at media days during this particular week. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah, Hoover. It was it media days. You we were in Hoover. Alabama. Yep, Hoover, Alabama. You know, they're having, I think I told you this, Annie, but they're having media days for the SEC next week, and it's in Atlanta.
1: Oh, they've moved it to Atlanta?
2: Well, it's the second time they've done That's it.
1: That's right. It was last year, too, wasn't it? No, not year last before? year.
2: But it, like, maybe the year before. Maybe back in 19, some eighteen, nineteen, somewhere in there.
1: You've never gone to the Atlanta
2: one. I have think it been? was 18 is when they went to Atlanta. I didn't go to the Atlanta one. The first time, and what happened was, some of the reports came back from from radio people that Radio Row is very much different
1: in Atlanta versus in Atlanta Hoover. Because Hoover.
2: Yes. Hoover, you're in you're basically right there on a the first floor, right by the lobby, right. And the end of Radio Row in Hoover is sitting right by the escalators where the coaches and players go up and down. Okay. Everybody else goes up and down. And uh, when they had it in Atlanta, Radio Row was actually in a separate building from the college football hall of fame where the main stuff was set up for coaches and players so radio people had a hard time getting a, getting a coach out. in a suit and tie to walk down the street to come to their building yeah that's there. not real good
1: you know i went to SCC media days before i knew you really yeah i told you i was working for that SCC football magazine yeah and uh, uh, yeah and we went so what we did you went? do hand the in, magazines out we handed out magazines we sat in on a couple of press conferences and did scott us, go as well uh-huh scott went um, from down in Vicksburg, the guy that started the magazine, yeah. and he's a great guy. And he ended up selling it to some company out of Atlanta. I don't even know what's going on with it anymore, if it's even... Yeah. Anyway, we had a good time. I remember Radio Road being really cool. Um, yeah, it's neat. It's a really neat atmosphere there. So
2: It is. And that's what I'm saying, you know, because it's right. You are at the bottom of the escalator in Hoover all the TV, everything else, right. is at the top of the escalator, so it was easy to get. At times, coach like Radio Row in in Hoover, Saban, he'd come walking through and have us. He'd have a whole crew of people with him, and but they would escort him from one, two, three radio interviews a, he had scheduled it was just with an Alabama. Easier
1: transition.
2: That's it. And yeah. but the thing about it is, I remember watching the SEC media day coverage on TV when they went to Atlanta, and it's so much better <laughs> because the TV
1: coverage is better,
2: right? I mean, it's. If I were making the decision for the SEC, I'd have it in Atlanta every year, too.
1: Just because of the TV situation. Well,
2: you're at the College Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's true. When the players and coaches would come in to begin their stuff, they're in this huge little, like uh, what would you call it, A four-year area where the wall has all the helmets of every college football yeah, team ever. It's pretty neat. Oh, it's, it's just is better. Over there i'm
1: sure hoover doesn't appreciate that
2: well i'm sure they don't and it's great at hoover. it's a really story
1: con- on the economic impact of hoover remember you were kind of there and talked about how much yeah they depended on that
2: and see that's the thing now when they would have media days at at hoover uh at the hotel at the winfrey it's not like it brings in fans they bring in a few alabama right. fans who don't have a job they go hang out in the lobby they did it every year Okay, but that's about it. It's about 50 people. It's just that, yes, you'd have some players, coaches, media that would access that one hotel for that week. The media days wasn't necessarily a big deal right? for Hoover. The SEC baseball tournament, on the other hand. Maybe
1: that's what you did the economic impact
2: for. Is a huge deal. That's what it was. And when they canceled the baseball tournament that year of Hoover. That's what it was. The the city of Hoover Just because of not They missed out on What they said was Right at 15 to 20 million dollars In economic impact Now for a big place like Hoover you think That's not much Look
1: It's still the state
2: of Alabama And 15 to 20 million dollars In one week Was a big deal for them To miss out on For sure All right, I'm Matt In the Bureau We'll hit team 51 In the countdown Of 90 teams in 90 days Coming up Stick around here we go back with you uh hey Thibodeau wherever you are (laughs) I missed you twice and this last time first time we didn't have time I'm in the middle of a thing I didn't look this didn't even look this last time I was talking to Beth she's on one side I didn't look at my call screen Thibodeau call me back if you're around give me a shout back on the Divinity phone thanks to everybody who's tuned in listened in been a part of the live stream all those comments over there on YouTube Facebook appreciate y'all hey to you get them on in here Uh, I was was pumping up the Tennessee offense. They made such a huge improvement. They were the most improved unit in the SEC last year, the Tennessee offense was, uh, from one year to the next. Year one of Josh Heupel, quarterback, Hennon Hooker, tremendous player, very underrated. He was the most efficient quarterback in the SEC last year. Um, Excellent numbers. It's hard to improve on just three interceptions in a whole season. But Lyle did text me on the country pleasing text line, and he said, now do Tennessee's defense. It's going to be bad. I, I'll honestly say that I don't think they're they're not going to be you know great, but they are going to be better on defense than they were a year ago. Uh, just year two, same staff. They're going to be a little better. Now, a little better still doesn't mean they're going to be good, but their offense makes up for it. I mean, really. So in spite of all that, they still have a chance to – I think win those 10 games outside of the two that are pretty obvious losses for them, which is Alabama-Georgia. Which say Alabama-Georgia on the other side of this Grand Canyon gap we have in college football just is what it is. And if they have a bad day, if, if somebody has a good day paired with one of them having a bad day, sure they can lose. But that's about all, I, I mean, that's just what it takes. Outside of that, Tennessee's going to have a big record. I mean, they really are. And uh, they're recruiting well. So I say look out for Tennessee. The the timing of the name, image, and likeness stuff seems to be timing up with their coaching change and hiring the right guy. Maybe all kind of at the right time. Maybe, just maybe. Well, we do something around here called the countdown. That would be the countdown of 90 college football teams in 90 days leading up to the start of the season. We're counting it down to the first Saturday in September. That's September the 3rd. So let's hit it. 90 and 90 today. We're at 51. Set your watch for ninety finite. It won't be long. In eight, your your heart. Heart. All right, here we go. Our ninety teams and ninety days countdown today takes us to the Big Twelve team number fifty-one. We are fifty-one days away from Saturday, September the third. Team number fifty-one from the Big Twelve, Country Roads. West Virginia, the Mountaineers, They've got a good fight song, good band. The West Virginia Mountaineers from Morgantown, West Virginia. They were six and seven a year ago. We'll go over that. They were four and five last year in the Big Twelve. At six and seven, though, they were one win better than Texas. Good band. Uh, So this year, they are actually starting their season on a Thursday night. Okay, so this will be a big game in terms of what people will watch the opening weekend of college football, but instead of waiting until Saturday, West Virginia will open on Thursday night, September the 1st, at Pittsburgh. If you remember back in the old Big East days, they were huge rivals, West Virginia and Pitt. So a really interesting rivalry-type matchup, hearkening back to the good old days. Uh, Pitt will host West Virginia Thursday night, September the 1st. That's the first game of the season. They play Kansas in Week 2. Towson in week three out of conference, and they go to Virginia Tech week four out of conference. So uh, three non-conference games, they're all early. Uh, One at Pitt, one at Virginia Tech, so it's not an easy schedule by any stretch. And in Big 12 play this year, their home games for West Virginia are Kansas, Baylor, TCU, Oklahoma, Kansas State. Road games in the Big 12 for the Mountaineers are at Texas, at Texas Tech. At Iowa State and finishing the year at Oklahoma State, who was last year's Big 12 champ at 12 and two. So that's uh, West Virginia. Just one thing though, let me just point this out, and then I'm going to hit the phone. One of the one of the best traditions, it, and it is one of the best. I mean, it's up there. One of the best traditions in college football are those West Virginia fans who, after a win, they all stay in the stadium to sing along with John Denver. Yeah. Now, this uh, audio, this is after a game a few years ago. Somebody filmed it with their cell phone. They play John Denver, Country Roads, and everybody sings along in the stadium. Look that one up. It's pretty cool. I put a video of that on my uh, Twitter feed. I'm at Radio Wyatt, if you've never seen that. I mean, the stands stay full. They kind of coordinate it, sing along. It's a pretty neat scene. Pretty neat. It is a tradition for West Virginia. All right, here we go. Over to the phone line. Third time's a charm. (laughs) And I appreciate his patience with me. Thibodeau, man, thanks uh, for giving me a chance to get to your call. Sorry I missed it a little bit ago. What's up? Man, I just uh, trimmed
3: Enough limbs out of the bottom of a tree to fill up my 16 foot trailer, and then took them out in the woods and dumped them off. Yeah. And in the middle of doing that, I got. Well, sorry, I get done. I'm sitting in the truck and I feel something calling. Yeah. I had to flick a spider out of my beard.
2: <laughs> out of your beard. <laughs> yeah. What kind of spider happened, was it? That
3: happened while I was on hold. I was just some tiny little nothing <laughs> that can do anything to you, but. <laughs> Um, that happened when I was on hold the first time. But uh, I was calling to, to respond to Louvier. Okay. Uh, he wasn't he wasn't telling you a fib. He actually did bust up two lawnmowers, not to call me.
2: <laughs> so uh, wait and he said he, he 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 tore his lawnmower up, borrowed one from a neighbor and tore that one up too, something like that.
3: Yeah, tore up two lawnmowers. So he he's texted me going, Look, man, I gotta fly to Denver for my daughter's wedding can you take care of it this week? And I was like, is your time frame definitely this week? He's like, yeah, because it's already just a little high, so I don't want it to get too out of control. I was like, yeah, I can fit you in there. I pull up that man's house, and I look at the front yard. I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to be too bad. I get on that Kubota 48 from Divinity Equipment, and shameless plug. Shameless plug. um, Yeah. I get on that mower, and I get into the backyard. Let me tell you something. A little high, you'd lose a toddler in that thing. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to have to go go get my tools and take the motion kit off the mower.
2: Like you needed to, like, you needed what? to hit it hit it first with one of those big bush hooks before you take your lawnmower back there. <laughs>
3: Boy, this this was something else. So I texted. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm done with the jungle. So if you need this done again, how about not letting it get so bad? You know." Um, yeah. Well, I was hoping I
2: could catch uh, HQ, because did I hear right? A search sister's name Lana? Yeah, uh-huh, it is. So so
3: it's, it's Lana and Anna? Yes. Y'all have a good time with
2: that? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do. And it's easier to do. You know how parents and people in the family will do? Like, you'll have these moments where you turn to a person, and you call them every name but theirs? Like, at times, yeah. Anna Beth will turn to me, and she'll go, uh, Champ, uh, Ro- uh, Matt? You know, it's like she can't remember my name. Well, when you have an Anna and a Lana, it's really easy to do that. There's a lot of times you'll, somebody yeah. will turn and go, Atlanta. I mean, Anna or Anna Beth or, you know, Lana Claire. You know, you get them mixed up.
3: Well, I'm going to hop off because you got to wrap up the show, but I'm going to no. holler back at you tomorrow to tell you about this puppy we
2: got. I want to hear about it. So, like, all right. You, you, you went and got one on purpose, purpose or did you just or- walked up? Well, he'll have to tell me tomorrow. You hung up. Got a new puppy? I'm always in for some puppy stories now. This new puppy we got. Are you sure? I mean, dog ownership, Thibodeau? It's a big deal. It's a big thing to step off into. (laughs) Dog ownership is a big deal, man. It really is. Uh, let's see here. We'll wrap things up on the YouTube live stream. Robert says, How many SEC losses will State have this year? How many SEC losses for State this year? State has one of the toughest football schedules this year, bar none. So they could have the best 8-4 and four record in the nation. Well, I'll tell you, um, you know, yeah. It, it's one of those where if if you were to tell me, okay, eight and four is the record. What do you think about it? Yeah, given their schedule, you know, State was four and four in the SEC last year. That was a win at A and M. It included the win at Auburn, where you fell behind by twenty five and came back from behind to win it. State's going to be a more consistent team this year. Um, you know, if you if you're if you're talking about eight wins against that schedule, and it's tough just because for a couple things. One, you trade. Vanderbilt off your schedule for Georgia coming on. And that's tough. But here's the thing about it. You've got home conference games against A&M, who you beat last year. Arkansas, who you were ahead in the late fourth quarter. I mean, it's a close, tight game. You're going to host them this year. Home against Auburn and home against Georgia. That's your home schedule. So, yeah, it looks tough, but I think State's going to win some of those home games. You go to Kentucky, that's tough. You go to LSU, that's tough. Going to Tuscaloosa is what it is. And what may really determine whether it's a, a good season or not is whether you can win that last one by the time you get there. You've got to play the uh, Egg Bowl in Oxford this year. But they've got a chance to get those eight wins now. As far as a conference record, there's two losses on there for sure. It's Alabama and Georgia. We'll pick it up tomorrow where we left off. I'm Matt. Stick around.